You don't know this, but we don't have an intro song, so we do this instead. Also, I'm really upset someone still hasn't sent us. (laughs) Not one person has been like, hey, let me help you out and give you an intro music song. They'd rather hear us sing. I do know this because I'm a listener. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, wait, we didn't finish it though. Ready? Okay, go back. What? You we have to finish the intro. Oh. Welcome to Welcome to Yeah the Beauty and the Breakdown. Wow, wow, wow. Ow! All right. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Hit me again. <laughs> run it back, run it back. Oh, welcome to Beauty and the Breakdown Podcast. I always have Heidi Fell with me. Woo! And we have a very special guest in-house. Dyke Michael. Hey, Hell that's yeah. me. Hey, that's you. Uh, he is the runner of Harder Brunch Podcast, which Heidi and I had the pleasure of being on, and he brought us some candles uh, with Thad, his co-host, face on it. So <laughs> I can't wait to burn that. No, uh, it's going to be on your dresser staring <laughs> you in the face at night when you're going to sleep. <laughs> Hell the, yeah, brother. The, the artist drew him uh, very slender, too. <laughs> and so I was giving that candle out, and people thought it was me, and they were like, this guy has a lot of hair and it's really thin. <laughs> like that's that's not it's even me. neither of us. Yeah. <laughs> it's not me. It's but, also not that. <laughs> it's actually neither one of us. I don't know who it we is. We don't know who this guy is. <laughs> it is some random chef. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's really nice. But we love being on your podcast and happy to have you here with ours yeah. as Thank well. Thank you. I feel at home because this is the room where I did my very first podcast and Wyatt. When I knew Wyatt when he was just a wee boy. He's still, he was, a wee yeah, boy. still a no, wee he's, boy. No, he's he's a grown man on crutches now. Yeah, on polio crutches <laughs> was, with a torn this labia. This was way back. He yeah. tore his labia. <laughs> I did tear my labia. <laughs> <laughs> and they gave him polio crutches for it. I think no, the he, problem that the like the fact that they're red, I think, is the problem. If they weren't red, I think I'd be fine. No, they're definitely there. I really feel like those are like the crutches that they have. I swear. Well, like, they're his family crutches. All of his siblings have all used those crutches. They have so. them. In, like, do you know those boxes where like if something catches on fire, like you have to break the box and pull them out? <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's what they have it in in their house. <laughs> they have them like hung up on the, the wall. Emergency crutches. Yeah. Break, break this in, crest of a, in case of a labia tear. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like they've been passed down from generations since your great 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 grandma had polio. That is insane to me because Wyatt to me is already such a baby. So it's it's crazy to me to think it. No, he was like a seventeen. He was a he was, child. He was. <laughs> he would crazy. he would go to. He there started, were labor laws against this. He started this in high school, and which so, is insane to think about. You would have he would have two. I mean, I would just call them derelicts that were working here. Like these guys, <laughs> schmucks. They were like street people. They were like he literally pulled them he straight literally out from found them here. On yeah. the street. they were like grifters. Like one time we came in here for a show, I had a guest, and there was just cocaine on the table. What? Oh no! <laughs> so like, and Wyatt probably didn't even know what cocaine was at that time. He's like, I don't know. They keep snorting this powdered sugar. It's weird. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Poor Wyatt being exposed to the elements at such a young age. <laughs> That's awesome though. Um, yeah. So with you having your harder brunch podcast, I did just want to, I want to first off ask you, where, are you still a chef right now? Cause harder brunch <laughs> is, is a chef podcast yeah. at, at its core. Sure. And then it's obviously very funny. Um, and, you. and you and Thad do a great job. Yeah, you with guys it. really do have an amazing podcast. Uh, and the food is always fucking incredible. Every time I go on that podcast, I am 
so full afterwards with. Uh, yeah, Heidi broke a chair. Remember that? Yeah, Dude, I felt Heidi ate so much. much. She broke a chair. <laughs> my okay. First off, you guys are lucky it was me and no one else because my 110 pound body that hurt my ass so bad. That was all it took for me to fall straight through that thing. And good thing it wasn't like a bigger person because they would have been really embarrassed. But you're like, no, this is definitely the chair's yeah, fault. I, was, yeah. I did yeah. nothing wrong. This here. is a faulty chair. <laughs> I came. I conquered the chair, bro. That sat in it <laughs> right before you did. It was. Fine. Yeah. That loosened it up for me. <laughs> am I? Am I? So that's a great. Ch- uh, that's a great question. Uh, so I, I went to culinary school. I mean, I graduated. I didn't just go like half the time. <laughs> but I went to culinary school. I thought I was going to be a restaurant tour, like before comedy. Like that's oh. that's what I was going to do. I was like going like, to be a professional chef the rest of my life. Okay. And, and when you said restaurant tour, I was yeah. thinking like a tour guide of restaurants. I was no, thinking like a like guy uh, Ferrari. Yeah. yeah. Diners, drive-ins, and <laughs> With Dyke Michaels. We're here to eat the world's largest tenderloin. <laughs> no, like I thought I was going to like open restaurants and, you know, be like uh, some sort of fancy chef. And uh, things didn't go that way. So chef is a real weird term because you can be like a good home cook right you can be like you like, oh, yeah. you don't have to go to school to learn it's not like being a doctor all you know? the shows like, on netflix will definitely tell you that yeah yeah so mm-hmm. like i mean technically i'm a chef but i'm not a working chef okay i work uh i'm a pit master a part-time uh pit master at a barbecue place and a uh, pit master and yeah I'm, that sounds really i fancy. thought you meant you were changing tires no he and, works uh, for nascar true. yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm on a I'm on the Indy 500 team. <laughs> He's changing tires out in 20 seconds <laughs> while cooking them steaks. <laughs> he throws a steak in the window, rips the tire off. And then uh, I work at a wedding uh, venue as a bartender on the weekends. Okay, and I then that's decent. Comedy's the third job. Yeah. Like you know, you get a little bit of money here and there. Yeah, it's, it's not- sometimes odd to call comedy a job because it doesn't feel like it, but. Sometimes it does bring in a source of income that you're like, well, that counts. I paid my rent last last month or a month ago with all extracurricular money. Like it was like comedy. And then I did a I I did a cooking class at that school. Oh, and between nice. those two things, I paid rent with that. And I was like, OK, if this happens more often, this is pretty right, cool. Right. Yeah. To pay your your bills with your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Right now, not with your tears. Right right now, it's just all money still going out. You know, I'm still in the investing in myself phase. Yeah, I do want to say that you say I wouldn't call myself a chef. Yes, you are. Yes, Um, you are. I have tried your food. You're absolutely a chef. I don't care if you're a practicing chef. You're definitely a chef. It feels weird when I talk to like a like a working chef because they're like, "This motherfucker's not a chef," you know? Like, well, like it's like regular people. I'm a chef. Heidi and I have talked about this before, though, when people act like just not not what you do. I'm talking about just knowing how to cook, acting like it's a flex. Yeah. When guys are like, I know how to cook. And then they cook like a piece of chicken Mm. and green beans. They they whitely season it and Uh. they they don't they just don't know. It's not. And you're like, that's not. Girls will do it, too. They're like, yeah, I know how to cook. I'm like, no, you you know how to cook fettuccine. That's not. You know how to put things into a bowl. Yeah. But I also know people that can't even do that. Like that is like I'll make chicken and rice sometimes. Yeah, I would like very impressed. I'm amazed when someone doesn't know how to cook like anything for themselves. I know. That's wild. I'm like, what do you eat? Yeah. How do you you exist? Yeah. Oh, you'd be surprised. (laughs) 
Just like, like your basic, like, like even just like, like you said, cooking like chicken and rice or just like some eggs. basic stuff. Like people, you're not wrong. People don't, some people don't know how to do that. I've been roommates with dad for like five <laughs> years. I've seen him cook maybe five times or like three years. I've seen him cook maybe five times. Really? Yeah. Like it's all. Is it not wanting to or not knowing how to? Cause there's a difference. I think probably not knowing how to. And then like he eats like two meals a day. So I think he just eats like gas station pastries for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> And then goes out to lunch somewhere and then like doesn't normally eat dinner. And I'm like, that's insane to me. I feel so Don't like hate on so the expensive. gas station roller. I was literally okay. I was literally about to say Sarah is an avid speedway tornado what's eater. Your, what's your go to? A uh, tornado what's that? The tornadoes, the things that are on the little rollers in there. The hot dog. They're like thing? taquitos. Well, yeah. With so, the bread around it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like what is uh, it? it it's essentially like a taquito. But they have a buffalo chicken one, my favorite. Ew. Uh, they have a steak chimichurro one. Ew. I'm mad that you know the flavors. <laughs> that is so rancid to me. It's because they're good Listen, and they're, they're a nice road snack. When we were in school, like there was a speedway right next to like cosmetology school. Yeah. We probably, I probably spent literally like three months rent going there that whole year <laughs> and Taco Bell. But Sarah would always get those and they would always smell like, Dirty feet or bo, and it would make me so sick oh, watching her eat these things. Oh yeah, oh that Fiesta one. And you never know how long they've been sitting no on this roller. Clue. Yeah, that could be days. There's nothing in there that's going to harm you though. It's cheese and bread. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that's how COVID started. <laughs> you're not, honestly, you're not gonna get sal- gonna you're not you. gonna get salmonella. You from also don't a know, like someone really nasty could have touched all of them, like trying to find the perfect one with their bare hands and putting them back down. Okay, well that can happen at any restaurant too. I've worked in kitchens. I'm telling I have you. Too. I know. <laughs> Sometimes. I'm going to. You gonna, worked at the Terre Haute Outback, Outback Steakhouse and you're <laughs> worried about other people's hands? Dude, we would literally, if there wasn't any tongs to pull the bread out. We would bare hand that shit after touching the computers, after running. Uh, oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> nobody wore gloves. <laughs> That's what they say. No rules, right? No rules just right. Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> in, in Terre Haute, anyway. I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure it's all Outback Steakhouses. I'm, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. No hate to Outback Steakhouse. Sponsor us if you want. Uh, give us give us anything, really. <laughs> oh, I did want to say congratulations. You're uh, listed in Nuvo. I saw that today. Thank you. And um, I, I got to say I'm a little bit jealous because I have like for the longest time, like I used to like back in the day, I was in a hip hop group and like my biggest dream, like when I was like 20 years old was to be on the cover of Nuvo with my hip hop group. <laughs> And I, got, I would get so mad because I would be like, all these other people get it. And they're like, we always got passed over. Wait, what is it? Nuvo? Yeah. It was just like a local magazine. It's, it's, it's like a, it was like a newspaper, a free newspaper. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, it's digital only now. But like, okay. there used to be like a hard, like. Copy of yeah, it? Yeah. Like, a, it was like a giant, like, low, like, Fun local stuff going on. Okay, that gotcha. Type of stuff. I had a I had a comedy write up. I there. did I see was, it, but I, was, I didn't know what like Nuvo was. That's why I was like, I I saw it and I read it. It was awesome. <laughs> I was like, this is. So I've I've been featured in a newspaper three times. One was for an arrest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one was my mugshot on the front cover. It was the feature. <laughs> and the second time was when I got prom queen in high school. And I mom, thought you were about to say when you got pregnant. I was like, okay. <laughs> my mom still has that one hanging. And then this one. So the evolution wow. of transition yeah, uh, to where up. I am. It's like, right. it's, I can really only go up from where I started, but it was, it was shocking 
often and nice to see because you know you don't you don't a lot of times I don't see how much I've progressed and mm. I'm sure you do the same thing but then something like that happens and you're like yeah that's it that's a win I posted it in the indie comedy group but I know that Sarah doesn't like uh compliments like I do <laughs> so then I I had to post it and I was like uh Sarah's achieving all her goals which is really good because she never learned how to read <laughs> <laughs> she gave her a place where words didn't exist I was like thank you I I have to have a roast uh with a compliment yeah. or else I don't I, I think that makes me feel like it's more genuine than mm -hmm. if you actually compliment yeah, me like yeah. that's a more genuine yeah. appreciation you gotta you gotta temper it a little bit yes with, with some sass so thank yeah. you that was perfect I also wanted to say congratulations to you because I saw that you did stand-up comedy I for the first it. time I know that was uh one of the most like humbling and scary moments ever but I'm glad I did it I feel like so much has gone on. I still want to do a couple open mics, but like between like the holidays and just like other things happening, I haven't been able to get back up there. So she did great though. Yeah. Did, did. Now, how did you how did you prepare for that? So okay, I was I like started writing like trying to write my jokes probably mm. like must be like what like a month two months before, and the whole time I was like I was probably overthinking it more than I should have but I was more so doing the thing where I was just like trying to like remember what I was gonna say mm. so like the first like the two days before that I just like kept like going over and going over it and going over it but I tried not to like prepare too much because I didn't want to overthink it to the point of like not doing it because I have such bad anxiety that I was scared I was gonna like back out of it last second we also so. made her host which comics know that that's technically the worst job yeah. is is to host because you're coming out cold and you're you have the responsibility of introducing everybody and the show kind of the way it runs falls on you but i wanted you to host because i wanted you to know that regardless of how well the jokes went which they did good that at the i just wanted you to be able to have something to say okay well here's your next comic or introducing us and be yeah. a part of the show without having that pressure of having to be good thing though like i feel like i have like a good enough personality that like it's that part wasn't hard for me like that didn't bother me at all like i was like eh, whatever you know yeah that was i never well it depends if i'm hosting for somebody that i really really look up to i'll get nervous but the thought of just hosting doesn't scare me that bad just because yeah it's fun you had to go i do agree though like you said it's like you like you're kind of warming the crowd up like obviously sucks a little bit but we had like such a good turnout of people that came out to support yeah all and all us. your friends were there so. yeah that yeah, was fun. I, I loved it. I want to go back to um this hip hop group you were in. Okay. Circle back. <laughs> circle yeah. back. I uh, I had questions about this. I was going to let you finish, but <laughs> we're actually going to give you the next three minutes to sing us your oh. best song. From I that. I yeah. find it a little rude that you listen to our podcast, mm -hmm. know that we need a theme song, have oh. a background Crazy. in hip hop. Yeah, I'm out of the I'm out of the rap game. Long long time out of the rap game. What? what, what okay, so what was the name? Oh my god. So we were called uh, Sacrilicious. Which oh is, my uh, lord! It's a Simpson. It's from a Simpsons episode. Sacrilicious, Sacrilicious. as in like a ball sack. No, like okay. as in a like as a, in a not ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no. I mean, sort of like meh, not like exactly a ball sack, but like similar. You're on the right track. <laughs> it was. It's. It's. It's literally just a throwaway joke from The Simpsons. We thought was really funny, and we're both kind of nerdy, so we went. Who with was that. in it? It was me and my friend Eli, and at the time, like. We both were like, oh, we were young. Like we started when we were like 19. I think we started like right after high school. And we were just like, we had like a little beat machine. Oh, hell yeah. And we yeah. would just like write raps. <clears throat> and then at one point we had a full band, like with a drummer. And, and it was like when, uh, 
when like uh, rock rap was real I was popular. Say, yeah. so it was probably more like Beastie Boys. So it was like us rapping over a full band where you, you couldn't even hear been, us. You should have been um, on the SoundCloud come up. You could have you could have just this made was, it out. You this know? was pre SoundCloud, but yeah. If you would have sure. kept going with it though, this was like us. Um, this was pre social media. We were like putting up flyers on like telephone poles and stuff. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. And uh, but it was like it was we it was like a parody hip hop like not parody but like we were. We were like playing characters because it was like, like over the top uh, misogynistic. It was kind of like us being like, what are rappers like? Yeah. Rappers are like this and we were playing characters. So like I was, uh, my rap name was Pooh Money. Pooh Money? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we just talked about all these women that we got and like, you know, how great we were and all this stuff. And like, But you weren't No, great not at all. None of that women. stuff was happening. None of that stuff was happening. But it was like theatrical too. Like I liked the theatrics of it like each song had like so we had like a school uh catholic schoolgirl dancers come up and dance with us on stage and we'd have like skits and stuff they were not real catholic schoolgirls. i I mean they were adults they weren't children (laughs) you're like they were definitely adults please stop right there tell me adults of consenting age hold on on a minute pump the brakes catholic schoolgirls, right (laughs) but i did have to go out and buy matching Catholic school or outfits for them to wear. Uh, so, how was that fair. experience? Man, Where did you go? Well, I, so my friend... Because this was pre-internet. My friends, the, my friend who was in the group with me, his parents actually own a business called Mean Maxine and they make stripper clothes. Of course. So oh. I actually bought it from them. But I would have to go... We had a song. This is gross. And it, none of this <laughs> aged very well, <laughs> believe it or not. Most things don't, but especially uh, comedy we, and music. We had a song called Panties. And it was just about how much we loved women's panties. <laughs> oh, and, my Lord. Um, and part of the bit is I would go out to like Kmart or Target and I would buy, I would go to like the the cheapest underwear and I would buy like seven pairs of panties. And then that night on stage, we would pull them out. We would throw them into the audience. Can we actually use that song for our intro? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can you pull that out of the archive? I think we want that one. <laughs> we need one more performance of panties. Let's bring it we back. Were, Come recorded. on. We chuck them out to the audience. And then I realized that the big, because I'm like always want to like, you know, I always want to get that pop. Like I always wanted to like get the audience going. Going, like so, including them. So I would leave one in a in a thing of like beer or water, like a cup <laughs> off to the side. Yeah. One way to get an audience going. A and then, soaking wet pair of and panties. And then I would I would pick the panties up out of it and I would wring them out into my mouth, like on stage, and then throw and people would clear the like it was like I threw a live grenade. <laughs> Like, really thought like I just you just be in the middle of this crowd. Everyone's like avoiding it. Dive out of the way. Like yeah. there was a one time that you told me you were like you would be surprised, but I did used to be a little bit in, of an f boy, and I was like, no way. I just no can't imagine way. it. And then you just told me that you wrung out panties into oh, your mouth and yeah. threw them into a crowd of people. Yeah, I don't I'm know like, that there's more than more fuck boy than that. You know what I mean? That's like an OG fuck boy. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I have a I have a photo of the two of us from that era and I'll, I'll send it to you guys and you can put it up on the episode while this yes, story is being Yes, that would be told. amazing. Yes. Because it's, yeah, it's definitely, I was, I was deep into F-boy territory at that time. Were Sarah, you? if you can scoot in a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sarah, hey. sit, sit on his lap. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, Huddle in close. Can you sit on his lap, please? I like F-boys. <laughs> I love that <laughs> Suddenly have to get so close. Um, oh, so what was it? Uh, 
I want to, I, I want the pictures to come up, but just tell us what were the outfits like? Oh, I had a, well, I had a, uh, Adidas track suit, full Adidas track suit. I had of a, of course, uh, I still love a full Adidas, Adidas track suit. That's my style. I had a, I had a septum piercing. I had like a big bull ring. Oh, God. was this real? Nose. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I dated this girl who was, uh, she was like all tatted up. Like she had a full sleeve. And, uh, one time we went after hours into a tattoo shop and her tattoo artist was like, I want to pierce you. And I was just like, I don't really need a piercing. He's like, no, I'll pierce your nose for free. And I was like, all right, we were wasted. And Ooh, when trespassing. You're drunk too. And he pierced, I think it was like a, I don't know. It was like a 10 gauge. It was something crazy. It like was like way bigger than it, it was like be. shoving a pencil through <gasps> your nose. And it was like, That's he a did very it sensitive area anyway. And it's like, it's not a part of your body that normally hurts. So when it hurts the first yeah, time, you're, you're like, like Shit. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> like, why does the inside of my brain hurt? Yeah. So. I can imagine with a septum. I don't know. I don't know how people do that. I think that's one that would literally make me pass out. Like I can't even, I can't even like wrap my brain around doing that. It hurts. So it feels like you get caught on a fence with your face. Uh, oh, nice. But then like it, it hurts so bad that like, as soon as he's done touching it, it's fine. I think like, that's how I, most uh, piercings are, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there are levels this, of pain. I got this up here pierced. Your cartilage? And I would sleep on it, and it hurt for, like, a year. Like, it would I hurt, like, every day. I most people say that. Yeah. When you get anything on, like, the tops of your ears pierced, the cartilage it's always, is like, not. super. Or, it, like, gets, like, the keloids on it really bad. That's a part of, like, your body mm -hmm. that, like, doesn't usually heal very well. Yeah. I got some. I just had to take my nose ring out. Well, I didn't have to take it out, but I was... Um, out, of, what, like, two weeks ago? Yeah. And I, ha I had a ring like Heidi and I turned around and it got caught in some girl's sweater <laughs> Okay, and then I just ripped my head back because I was like oh that's in some girl's sweater and then she kind of just came along with me <laughs> and then I was just connected there was really like nothing we could do so I just had to like pull the whole nose ring out because it was like hanging out of my nose oh in her sweater God. so I was like well I guess that's the end of that I just flung it across the bar I'm I like, like that's the end of I would just like, that you're era. panicking at that point <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're like, well, I, I like it though like piercings are nice but I cannot clean it. I'm just, I'm not, mm. I'm, I'm not good at that. I'm not good at doing the due diligence of a piercing. So my nose ring always just like, I never had a clean area around my nose. I felt like, yeah, I got tired of people asking me like if it hurt. I'm like, yes, a lot. Like, obviously like, if you think it hurts, it probably hurts. Yeah. What's so odd is that a regular nose ring will not get that type of attention. Mm. A septum. Yeah. People are like, what was it like? What happened? Why doesn't your dad love you? Like they have so <laughs> yeah, many questions, many questions. Yeah. about a septum, but a regular nose ring, they, nobody ever even says anything or notices. Yeah, it's insane. N it's weird. Cause I've been on both sides of it. And now I'm like, I'm like the crusty old man. Like I'm like, if you're over 30, you shouldn't have a nose ring. <laughs> I think that's what it's I was time to, to it's time to hang up the nose ring when you on your on your birthday on your 30th birthday. <laughs> that's nose what I did with my out. with my belly button ring. Uh, it was 2020. It was during the pandemic. I took it out. I was like, girl, who knows if you'll ever see anybody? I thought the world was ending anyway, and I was like, you're 27. Put that belly button. <laughs> take the belly. You're button 27. Out. Take, take it out. out. Yeah. Take it out. <laughs> I tried to shove one back in, like a couple months ago. I have my that. top and my bottom done. Do you? Yeah. That's like, uh, that's uh, trashy. <laughs> oh. Here we go. I feel like. <laughs> and we're off. There it is. Like every, there it is. Every girl that well, hung on out. on the bright side, I've never claimed the to be nice. <laughs> every girl that Also, you, wait, how many girls do you know that have their top and their bottom done? I thought that was very unique because I don't know anyone else that has their bottom done. Two of them and both of them suck dick way too early. <laughs> 
When you said you had your top and bottom done, okay. I thought I thought you meant your nips and clit at first. <laughs> My labia. I was like, that's how Wyatt actually broke his. <laughs> he got his a piercing to, accident. He got, he got, a, he got his, his labia, labia pierced. Now he's on crutches. And it's shattered. <laughs> Wyatt. <laughs> no, so I think it's kind of cute. It was it was really cute. That's. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Uh, is your anyway. nose the only thing you've ever had pierced? Uh, I had the top of my ear. Oh, those two. Yeah. yeah. Do you have tattoos? I have uh, one tattoo. It's on your ass. On my ass. Yeah. I knew he was going to say that. Yeah, you could tell by the way he said it. I have a uh, one tattoo. I have a. Is I have it a, Jesus? I have a tattoo of uh, one of my friends' faces, and um, the it was a uh, it was a bet. I he, I would hope so. He was a uh, he was a guy who was always <laughs> unless he you didn't just tell like, his friend he yeah. just went into the tattoo shop and was like I love my friend happy birthday happy birthday I got your face on my ass my friend he was a guy that was always uh he he was like hooked up with a lot of women and he was always kind of bragging about he it. was a hooker and I told him if you ever have sex with three women at the same time then I'll get a tattoo of you that says my hero on my ass. And then he had sex with three women at the same time. And I, I tried to walk it back. I was like, yeah, I, I was just kidding about Did that. Did you guys shake on it? Was there a contract, anything? Mm, was no. there a legal document? No. Did you guys shake blood? No, but I basically, I was like, I'll get the tattoo of your face, but I'm not putting, How do you I'm know not that putting he's the My Hero sure part. hooked up with three women? I know the women, yeah. It happened. They confirmed it, with you. Yeah, it happened. And he was like- What if he had all them on his side and he's like, just tell him that we hooked up? No, they were was sluts. They, they, yeah. they, 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 all of them, including him. They all, <laughs> Every last one. They yeah. enjoyed it. Both of them. I think it was a drug-infueled orgy. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds Was the tattoo drug-infueled at all, or you, no, no, did no. you went in completely sober? I went in, so I, I have a bit about it, because when I was living in Bloomington at the time, and I went in to get it, and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this, and I gave the guy the picture, and the guy's looking at it, and he's drawing it out and everything, and then I noticed that my two tattoo artist has a swastika tattooed on his arm. Oh, the trusty no. swastika. And I was like, you know, he like notices. <laughs> there, you're like, he knew, he saw me looking at it and he's like, oh, that old thing. <laughs> he's like, you got to do what you got to do to get by in prison, brother. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, you were in prison. Were, were you, you like you his like, first black client or something? Like, it, was he that shocked that he, he'd never had to hide it before? He was like, ah, oh, yeah. No, it's thing. more like it comes up every day and he just goes, eh, yeah. Oh, okay. But, uh, Does he know that tattoo removal is a thing or well, that cover-ups are He's a also thing? a tattoo artist. Yeah, yeah. And he can you, literally cover it up himself. Anytime you want. Yeah, you know? just all black. Yeah. yeah. Could make a square, one big square. Yeah. Yeah, well, you could turn it into like the Windows 95 logo. Anything, <laughs> anything. Yeah. <laughs> Nice rectangle, any no. shape would be better. He than- did. He did the tattoo. Wonderful. It looks just like the photo I gave him. But the problem is, the only photo I had of my friend at the time was his uh, yearbook picture from sophomore year. So now you have. So a I have a tattoo of a underage white boy on my ass for for all time. <laughs> And then I get to have a fun conversation every time I hook up with someone for the first time when they're like, uh, is this your little brother that passed away? Who is this? Who's who's this young boy? I can never go to prison. I can never go to prison. Oh God, no. I mean, you could never make up that story. They would never believe you. you. There's no way that you could tell them that story. And they'd be like, not think that you're a child. 
Well, and now, and, and all, like, not to be a bummer, but my friend uh, passed away. Oh, shut up. And so, so now it's, like, so now it's like a, the white trash memorial tattoo. <laughs> you have to put wings on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you'll put wings in a halo on it. You have to put wings in the like birth a, and date day. At his funeral, <laughs> you should like have, like. Dale Earnhardt three. You know how they, like, put, um like, your memory boards where they put all the pictures? It should just be your ass with, like, him <laughs> on it as, like, his memorial picture. <laughs> I will remember. <laughs> it's just like zooming in. It's the one of the one of the ones on the TV screen where each picture zooms, zooms in. It's just zooming in on her ass. All of my friends were kind of like alt goth tattoo people, so I was always planning on being the guy that just didn't have tattoos. Like that was gonna mm, be my that was thing. gonna be your standout. And then and then this happened. And it, but it's the thing is, like I never see it, so I forget right, about it. Right? Yeah. Like I know, even when you do see them, you forget about them. I think all of your friends that already have a bunch of tattoos should have joined along with you when you passed away and gotten his face on their ass as well. Well, I've had other friends be like, how come you didn't put my face on there? And I was like, if I put any more faces, it's going to start looking like Mount Rushmore a back fa- there. A like, family tree. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Who are all these people? It's going to look like all your victims. At one <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I never thought about You're that. like another yeah. one. You're going yeah. to the same guy. He's like, what the hell, bro? You have one of them on there twice. Yeah. <laughs> what happened here? Who's that little boy? This is my first victim. Who's, that, who's the pubescent boy on your ass? <laughs> I didn't know that. I've I've probably heard that bit, but when I bend over a lot too, so his he's always like peeking out <laughs> over, my, over my jeans. He's like the the neighbor from Home Improvement. Every step you take, every move you make. That is so funny. He's literally just like, <laughs> I'll be there. But yeah, that's awesome. Just just the one. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I do. Wanna, I think I want to get a tattoo of Sarah's face on my ass. Please, now. you guys should get each other's faces. We should. I'd get maybe. I'd get your initials. On my I would ass. get your initials on mine. Maybe that's what we'll do. My brother has the classic your name on his ass. Mm, you know, to so, win bar bets. Yeah, to it's, tell girls, oh, I have your name on my ass. God, so original. You suck. You uh, suck. <laughs> get my face on, <laughs> on your ass, Damon. Or grow or, up. Or grow the fuck up. <laughs> Your name. How many people do you know that have like exes tattooed on their on themselves and they have to get cu- covered up? Like I'm always I amazed. I actually do know. Um, there's only one that I know. And she's from my hometown. And she got his initials on the back of her neck. And they've like been on and off for God knows how long. And like got it covered up and then got it retattooed again. Because they got back together. Yeah. And now they're engaged. <laughs> I know a couple, they both had another initial from their previous partners on them. Then they got together and they got it covered up with each other's initials. And then they have since broke up. So I don't know. They're both just running around with a bunch of initials all over yeah, them. Yeah, that's too much. much. All right. And I'm not going to mention them, but they live right here in Indianapolis. <laughs> um, but they've since broken up and have different initials. I, I'm sure now. I mean, how many times can you change the initials, you know? I had a friend, or I still have a friend, but uh, he dated this girl, and uh, her ex's name was Donald, and she got it tattooed like a tramp stamp, like around the small of her back. And then my tramp friend's name just don't have never aged well. I'm Mm-mm. sorry, I can't believe those were ever popular. Well, especially I like think a name. Back. I really do. Well, and then my friend's name was also Donald. So he was like, I think she just goes around looking for dudes with the same name. <laughs> Literally, all, she's like, like her Tinder profile is like, your name must be Donald. It must be. <laughs> like, what the, why would she ask this? And then they have sex with her for the first time. And they're like, oh, Ronald McDonald. Okay. Yeah. I used to date a girl who uh, had a 
tattoo there of her own name, but it looked like it was misspelled. It wasn't. It was just like the font yeah. looked like it was misspelled. So every time you're maybe she had like looking lost at it, I know, feel it like, like that is. I know a lot of dudes that have gotten like their last names tattooed on them. Like there's one guy I know got his last name tattooed all the way across his back. And I'm like, that is corny. Like, you love yourself that much. Like, that was the thing. That's like a jersey. Like, a, like a, you're wearing like a jersey, like, like but on your skin. Like, it's my family crest, dude. It's my family name. And it's never a cool last name no, either. No, and there's fucking acne all around it. I'm like, this is awful. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> the, the dot, the dot to the eye is just one big pimple. <laughs> Yeah. It's always like Smith too. Put <laughs> some respect on my family name, Phillips. <laughs> I hate serious tattoos. Like I don't know. Like when someone gets like, like I mean, I guess I'm like if your kid dies or something. Yeah, you know? yeah I was like, about to say I can't stand it. It's a portrait of someone's deceased child. You're like grow up, dude. I think it should be a mixture though. When I first started getting tattoos, I was definitely like, this has to have meaning behind it, and I have. I think to that's so old school though. Like, but like the tattoos that I have that have meaning about them are my worst tattoos yep. because they're just not good like the yeah. ones that i was what just like meant to you when you were 18 yeah exactly yeah. like uh yeah i have a nautical star tattoo that was a big deal when i was 18 because my grandpa had a nautical star tattoo but now i'm like now i have a nautical star tattoo forever and on I my head and i i have no good explanation yeah and like the ones that i've gotten where i'm just like oh i want to go to a really good artist because i want them to do their artwork on me is my best tattoos mm. as opposed to me being like this needs to be this because my grandma had that. And I think that's cool. My grandma wouldn't want me to have a fucking tattoo. Like. I was going to say, yeah, I just feel like the whole like having to have meaning is like, that's just such an age to believe. I like, always think it's funny too when people get tattoos for like their deceased grandma or something and their grandma would have hated that they had. Oh tattoos. yeah. Like yeah. absolutely would not have loved that <laughs> yeah. at all. Well, you were talking about like well, the tramp stamp, like going out of favor. I had a, a friend, a comic friend of ours, who just got she was arguing that it wasn't a tramp stamp because it was slightly higher up on her back but like she got like a like a, a general vicinity she got is. like a panther and like i was just like dudes are definitely coming on that that's a tramp stamp. oh uh, yeah absolutely like that's, oh that's why it's called a tramp stamp i never really i just i I guess i thought it was a tramp stamp because it showed above your jeans well, there's probably lots of reasons why it's yeah, called I, a tramp there's probably stamp. a, a ton of reasons why, can you google tramp stamp for us i'd like the to know the origin tramp stamp please. i would like to know the, the origins of the tramp stamp i feel like at first they were just butterflies it was always like the butterfly no i feel like at first it was the barbed wire on oh, the barbed wire oh god uh, yeah, that's oh, a my, real okay that's those are awful the other one that's awful tribal tattoos if you have a oh, tribal yeah. tattoo man i'm running my dad has the barbed wire it's his only tattoo he has it around his arm but it doesn't go like past all the way yeah it, all, it only goes like it's like it's a, a half cuff it's a half cuff because he said it hurt too bad and i was like you pussy oh my god that's a very that was like i think the only tattoo they were allowed to do in the 90s was yeah, the barbed wire shut it's up half barbed wire that's a good the so-called right tramp stamp isn't a sign of trashiness oh. it's an early women's tradition a recent discovery has led researchers to believe the ancient Egyptian women were a bit. Wait, I, I don't believe this at all. Yeah, Adorned I don't either. I don't either. With love, lower back tattoos to protect themselves and others during childbirth. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. You got to scroll down to a better one. That's like somebody trying to re <laughs> yeah, someone, repurpose it. Yeah. They're like, this is actually misogynistic <laughs> that you would call them wait, a tramp stamp. Go, wait, go back up. Go all the way back up. Hold this on. What is going to get canceled because we said the tramp word tramp stamp. is derived from a middle English verb meaning to walk with heavy footsteps <laughs> or to go hiking. <laughs> 
Wait, so why is a tram? Well, now we're getting too deep, but why are... Why what are, is it? We got to first find out what is a tramp. Yeah, well, what's a tramp, tramp? Tramp used to be like... It was like something you'd call like a hobo or something. Really? Yeah, like I can't imagine calling a homeless person a well, tramp. Well, like, like lady, lady and the tramp. Yeah, I, like, but the I The tramp was like a, a, a ne'er-do-well. Like, Oh, I definitely still thought of it as like a slut. I'm like, that dog was <laughs> Sharing her spaghetti like a little tramp. Oh, you lady. thought she, wait, wait, you, you thought, thought she was a lady and a tramp? Lady and the tramp? Lady well, we're is getting a tramp. to it now. We're, we're finding it. We're, that's great. You learn something new every day. <laughs> I feel like she was sharing that spaghetti noodle and kissing that homeless dog on no. the mouth, and you're like that little tramp. This little slut. Heidi just slut shaming. <laughs> what a tramp. What a little slut eating her spaghetti with a man on the street. <laughs> oh, we are getting really deep into how Long story a tramp, short. A Tramps stamp is misogynistic and uh, we should stop calling them that apparently. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's never going to go away. Never. Yeah, we had someone upset over here. They said... Uh, it sounds like a lot of people that have tramp stamps. <laughs> yeah, that's the only <laughs> audience that's on here. They said, I have a tattoo in my lower back. Stop calling it a tramp stamp. The, what oh. else would you call it? Uh-oh. I mean, I've made regrettable Uh-oh. decisions in my life and the main never thing that I do stamp. is I own up to it and I'm like, yeah, well... First of all, calm down. I have a tattoo of an underage boy on my ass. Yeah. All right, we're just making jokes yeah. here. I had a we're, penis we're tattooed laughing. on my leg. Like, like, let's all just calm down about that. I have thankfully not had any experiences yet, so I will leave it at that. What's your Thank What's God. your least favorite of your own tattoos? Or do you like them all? Heidi, I feel like it's done a pretty good job. Yeah, I was going to say, I actually really like all the ones I have. I mean, even the sleeve I got when I was 18, like, it's one I... If I made that decision at 18, it was a pretty good 18-year-old decision because it yeah. could have been a lot fucking worse. It's still not finished, but... I think I... I you have a do you have a picture of that on your Instagram or something? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I because I saw that and I was just like, I was like, oh, you shit. don't expect it, no. right? No, I get that a lot. So I, at Burn, I always wear long sleeves because it's freezing in there, and there are like the very few times I don't. Everyone's like, what the fuck? Like literally, just they they I don't do expect remember it. the first time I saw you had a full sleeve. I was like, oh. That's yeah, like, I hear that. That's the most, like, that is what I hear the most, just that a, they wouldn't that's expect a it. big tattoo. Yeah. yeah. Text that to me, Heidi, or airdrop a picture. I got you. Hold on. You Well, Heidi's a secret goth, you know? Yeah. Like, I am. Heidi's a secret goth. A closet goth. <laughs> closet goth. Closet goth. <laughs> <laughs> she just only in her room listens to the system of Adele. Well, I mean. She's like, I get out. I don't know, though. I feel like I'm, I definitely, like, only, like, I wear, like, a lot of black. I mean, like, I do have my tattoo. I'm not, like. I'm not like Skylar Goth, you know what I mean? Like at home, you just have your bangs flooped over. <laughs> at home, I you're, do a, a really hard side part, and I'm just like, I walk in, you're like, this isn't what it looks like. <laughs> Everything in my room is pretty. It's all black. She's too. like a witchy goth, yeah, which I feel like yeah. is different. There's like goth, mm. like I want to like listen to punk rock music and like kind of like hurt myself, and then there's goth yeah. Heidi, where it's like astrology astrology bitches do you guys ever think about going like both brunette for like october no 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 just for one month just swapping it up Mm -mm. no i'm i'm trying to embrace my roots a little bit more Mm. but i will never go away from the blonde heidi did you notice that i'm blonde again when'd you do that like last week well i did i had allison put low lights in because I, I wanted to go that. dark. Yeah. And then I went back in there and she was going to redo the low lights. And she even said, she's like, yeah, this doesn't look good. And just took me back blonde. I was like, Heidi's going to fucking kill me. Why do you, uh, I why do you dye your roots that, that color? 
I knew you were gonna do that. Right now, my roots. Okay, are why? Bad. I'm sorry. This is like a very like sexy picture, but I don't have any other ones <laughs> that like have like the sleeve in it. Well, at least why it's of age now. He's not some young boy. <laughs> Yeah, like doing this podcast met. anymore but yeah no like i feel like when i yeah I, I don't i just i wear like a lot of long sleeves and stuff so you don't ever see mine so when people <laughs> see them they're like i also like my favorite tattoos are the ones that are like that were random like i have bees on my knee right here it was well done for where we, we went. got it in gatlinburg I was, tennessee i'm gonna I throw was that so have a sewage backup somewhere <laughs> because it smelled like shit we first walk in, the guy's like, I've been tattooing for 15 years. Like, what do you want? And I'm like, no, Sarah, he was literally you like, I've been tattooing for 95 you years. You can go with him. <laughs> and then the owner came like out from the back in a wheelchair <laughs> and is right next to like the bed that I'm laying on, like while I'm getting mine, just like telling me his life story. I'm like, where did you come from? <laughs> it was a little bit of a trashy tattoo experience, it was, but you know, they look good. Uh, Dyke, I don't want to let you go without talking about this. I know. I think it's funny that we both have jokes about our terrible tattoos because that uh, for me that was like one of the funniest things wait what is what is, is, <laughs> is this is from a, your only fans what's going on no. here? wait is this your tattoo that you're <laughs> yes, i don't have anything else that like the other one was way worse than i just showed him this is like a professional modeling <laughs> picture it's got shadow and depth <laughs> I need that you want the, the, is this a guest jeans ad? I can't what even see your at? tattoo. <laughs> All I see is your yeah. tummy. She was like, this is a really good one that shows off my tattoo. <laughs> I mean my abs. Wyatt, this is uh, a sexy picture. And don't, oh, don't hey, take we got the, we got the, the, the belly button ring. The, yeah. Don't what'd you, what'd you call the, up, the upper and the downer? <laughs> Wait, you don't have both of them in right there though. No, I didn't. I don't have the bottom one in. I took that out because it's trash. For the photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying it's trashy. <laughs> no, I was going off of you saying that. Yeah, okay. Whenever I had to get my gallbladder ripped out of my body, I had to take them out and that one never came back after um, that surgery. Yeah. Do that. It, like they had to like make these incisions and it made it like sideways. So when I wear the bottom <laughs> one, it's like slanted <laughs> So yeah, I probably does look trashy. My, that happened with my grandma's entire belly button. <laughs> <laughs> she had she had like a Wait, she had like something happen with her colon, so she had to get a colostomy bag. <laughs> but now her belly button is like slant. It's like Moved. her belly button. Yeah. Her belly button's all the way it, over here. It is. It's like it's like where your jeans would be in her left oh pocket. Oh my god! <laughs> she wears surgery. her belly button in her pocket. Yeah. I anyway, didn't, I didn't know until recently that like people that get like. Uh, like if you have like a top surgery or if you like have like a breast reduction, that your nipples can fall off. <laughs> what? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, did you know you can get them tattooed back on. Yeah, well, yes. that's why they have to a lot of times. But like, yeah, there was like someone whose like nipples just fell off the, from like necrosis or something. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. crazy. I feel like that probably happens with top surgeries more, just because smaller a smaller nipple mm. is probably not going to be able to withstand all the extra yeah. weight you're putting a on it. Big old titty. A big old titty. <laughs> they probably look really nice. You're like, you know what? You got big tits, but now you have no nipples. So that's the price <laughs> you have to pay. What were you going to ask? <laughs> okay. Um, tattoos both of us having our jokes about that that was like one of my first jokes i don't know about you but mm. like it was one of the easiest things to talk about just embarrassing stories but one thing i feel like even on your podcast I, we i've never talked to you about this was just where how did you get started in comedy was it in bloomington or no uh, i was here i've always been a, a fan of comedy but like I'm, I'm like real jealous when we see like we know these people that start doing comedy like 18 and 19 now and it's just like man i wish i would have 
part of me wishes I would have started earlier, but I was such an idiot when I was that age. Same. Like I probably wouldn't have been funny at all. I didn't have enough life experience, Sorry. but uh, I always been a fan of stand up comedy. Like I remember being like, like a little kid and like some reason me and my friend got left alone at his friend's house and deaf comedy jam was on. And this was like back, like I was like, I don't know, eight. And I would just laugh if I heard cuss words. Oh yeah. And it was like Martin Lawrence was hosting. (laughs) And I remember like one of the first jokes he was talking about biracial people. And he was like talking about how like, yeah, you don't know what side you'd be on on a race war. <laughs> like you guys are just in the middle confused. And my white friend leaned over to me and he was like, hey, that's you. <laughs> and I, was, I was like, oh man, that's oh, funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I just, you know, always a, always a fan of stand up, always a fan of comedy and general and stuff. And even like with the hip hop stuff, I tried to like put, make it funny. Yeah. Make, make it fun. Yeah. Make, make it fun. We're not being serious here. Like obviously. But uh, I had a sketch comedy show for a while, which talk about not aging well. Oh. Every sketch I was in, man, there's one where I'm dressed up like an Asian dude. Like it's none of it aged very well at I all. I hate looking back at your old humor. Ooh. Like when you're like in middle school, especially like. It was also such a, it was just different times. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I didn't age well, but it's like at that time, like I'm sure you weren't the only one. You know what I mean? I mean like, Some of your old Facebook posts. Oh God. <laughs> you know, I'm actually really glad that my Facebook got hacked and deleted because I was tired of seeing the things that my mom let me post when I was in sixth and seventh grade. It mm. should have, I should have been arrested. Oh, it, it, it Illegal. I wrote an entire book report on why women that have more than four kids should be sterilized oh. Oh. Okay. in high school. And I was like, I look back on that and I'm like, what was wrong with your fucked up little mind? Like it was probably the town you lived in. Yeah, you probably well, knew you know. a few people that exactly. Like, shouldn't have had exactly. Any kids at all. It was like, in my Sore mind, up. I'm like, they have more than four. They're never going to be able to afford them. And like, you, you can't know, afford these. You, th- you think about like, you know, your mind, obviously mind obviously expands when you get older, but looking back on some of that stuff, you're like, but <laughs> you had this sketch comedy show. None of it aged. Well, fun. It was fun to do. And um, it was like, you know, at the time I was like, when you think of stand up comedy, like I was just like, what am I going to do? Go to Hollywood and be, you know, like, right. I didn't think you're like, oh, you can go down to your local like the crackers and like <laughs> try an open mic. Um, and then I there was just a couple things where I would see I went to a coffee shop show and I saw like a local show and Lucas Waterfield was the headliner. Mm. And I just remember being so funny and just thinking like, oh, like this guy's like from Indianapolis and he's that funny. Yeah. Like that's really cool. This is like 2018 <clears throat> too, right? No, this is like 2016, oh, okay. 17, something okay. like that. And then um, I had a friend who I thought was very funny. Her name was Stacy. And she would always, she was like Facebook funny. But you should do stand up comedy. And then she had like gone through a breakup or whatever. And we'd always kind of like talked about it. And I was like, look, I, uh, cause I had a food truck at the time and I was like, yeah, I got this food truck, you know, blah, blah, whatever. But I was like, you have this breakup. Now you have all this free time and you're angry. So like write it out and turn it into jokes. And, yeah. and, and I was like really pushing her into it. Secretly pushing yourself. And I think I was secretly put, cause it's, it's a real like cruising kind of thing of just like when you're too scared to be like, I want to do this, but you just like, so I would like go with her to open mics and then she did a couple. And then, um, there was like a local guy who, uh, Dylan, who was putting on a show in Irvington and asked her to be on it. And I think I had gone to a couple open mics at that point. And she was like, I'll only do it if I can do it too. And so that was my first show. I got plus one 
into being on a show. And it was like in Irvington, outside at a coffee shop. It was like 10 people that we all knew by first name. Do you feel like doing a stand up in front of a smaller crowd is almost more intimidating? Because like if they because I think when you're in a big crowd, you kind of like get laughs off other people laughing too. You know what I mean? Like kind of feeding off of it. Do you feel like it's harder? It's weird when you can see like if it's like a bright, especially this is outdoor during the day. So it's just like you can see everyone's face. People don't tend to want to laugh when it's bright out. Yeah. When it's bright, they're just like. No, it's just like. People like to laugh in secret. Yeah, people don't want to. And I people will cover their mouths sometimes, Mm. especially in the daylight. They'll cover their mouths or they'll put their head down when they're laughing. And I'm like. Why are you embarrassed? Belt it out, motherfucker. That's why comedy clubs are always dark. Yeah. And and yeah, you want want a lot of people uh, close together. I mean, I've had some like intimate crowds, but like now it's like a small crowd is like 30. Ideally, you want like at least 30 people. Yeah. I think that's a good size. Yeah, I uh, I started doing it, and we were like, so we were a food truck, so it was seasonal, so it'd be off in the winter time. So I started basically in the late winter, early spring, and it was just like, this is going to be a fun hobby until I have to go back to work. Yeah, and I remember I would meet, or I would meet that were like mad at the, you know the open micers that were like, you guys are just tourists, like you're not in it. Like I'm trying to be a professional comedian, and I was just like. This is as far as I'm going to get, man. Like, I'm not I'm not going to be able to be a professional comedian. And but. what is wrong with that? Because I still feel like there's some people like that in the scene where it's like, like open mics are kind of like their bowling night where it's like, <laughs> oh, it's just like it's fun to go out and do it. I think that there are still some people where it's like, this is just fun for me. Yeah. And I don't have anything I, that does not bother me at all. Yeah, it's like, not taking like, anything away from you. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, if you want to go like an open mics are your thing and it's just a way for you to vent out and you have no me of ways to make this or even want to make this a bigger thing than like, who am I to judge? Like I've definitely gone the other way where I've seen somebody that I thought was really funny. And then, cause a lot of times you'll see someone that's like doing it and then they get a boyfriend or girlfriend and yeah. then they just quit doing comedy cause mm-hmm. they're happy now. Yes. And I'm like, that person was so funny. I know. Like, I hate I'm, that. I'm, I'm or happy. they get like a good job mm-hmm. and then the job just takes over and I'm like, damn it. Damn it. Of course. It's like, cause it's smart people are normally some of the best comics so that's what they end up finding like a job or something when <laughs> i when i fir- when i first started i mean wyatt that's when when i knew why it was like my very first like few like six months into comedy it was like let's start a podcast <laughs> and uh i was so high on like how fun it was that i thought everyone should do it you know and i oh, would like yeah. anyone that was like i got a joke i'm like go to an open mic be a comic it's the best thing in the world yeah and now i'm just like uh no i don't do it's that. not for everybody <laughs> not for yeah 100 percent. Like, i don't understand I like and not in a sexist way but i don't understand like any woman that wants to do comedy because there's so much <laughs> rejection and humblingness that comes along with it. I'm like, you know, you don't have to do this, right? Like <laughs> guys you, are like used to being rejected. Yeah. So yeah. It bother them as yeah. much. But th- then that's also how I know like, Oh, you're like legit because like, you don't have to do this. <laughs> yeah. You could do literally anything else <laughs> and it would be easier than doing state of comedy. That is, uh, well, not for me. Uh, <laughs> you'd be surprised how bad I am at other things. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of like if what else I would do if I didn't do like what else would bring me joy. I think it comes down to just a joy factor yeah. from it. Yeah. Even like, Hey, even the Instagram comments that I read, I see them. Um, 
still the hate outweighs the, the joy that I get from making other people laugh outweighs any type of hate it's or a rejection. Weird, it's a weird get. drug. It is. Cause you can bomb one night and just like, I don't, why, why am I doing this? Like I'm not even, I'm not even good at this anymore. And then you get back and, and then you have a good set and you're like, Oh God. Yeah. I, I, I'm the funniest person ever. That's why. <laughs> so yeah. good. And then you'll do another one and people are like, that was trash. You're like, God, I'm trash. I got to quit. They're never going to let me live this. Uh, well, Dyke, I was super happy to have you on. Do you have any shows or anything you want to plug coming up? Actually, uh, I do. Um, we have the Meat Cake Invi- uh, Invitational coming up February 26th. It's on a Sunday at Tinker House Events. Um, eight chefs making these huge wedding cake size uh, cakes out of meat. Out of meat. Out of, it's, yeah. We should go. It sounds like a freaking... And you can oh use any Lord. kind of meat, like a, yeah. like a, you can use any kind of meat, and- anything you can use seafood if you want to. Um, and then it is, uh, and then you get to, as part of your ticket, you get a sample of all the cakes and then you're going to help pick the winner. Is this, uh, you put on this event? Mm-hmm. It's our third year. That's awesome. And then do you make a meat cake as well? Or do I, you just- I am one of the chefs. There's going to be eight local chefs competing for, uh, the title of meat king. And I'll be one of those. All right. Okay, cool. Well, everyone go check out <laughs> Dyke's meat cake. Uh, I want to see it. Are you going to put icing on it? That's, uh, the, it'll probably be a meat icing. Um, but that's uh, what, like gravy at harder brunch, uh, on all social media. <gasps> and then, um, oh, there we are. Look at baby. That's June 22nd, 2018. Oh my yeah. goodness. And look at you. I think that same man still walks by and stares yeah. at Heidi and I. Oh, he just came in. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was just behind you. Oh. Well. He's always watching. <laughs> What's his name? Robbie. Robbie. It's Robbie. Heart, heart, heart. Robbie's always yeah, here. That's why I just said your name. I was trying to get your attention because he was trying to get your attention, Wyatt. Oh, okay. I saw him. Oh. I'm off. He hasn't left that spot. That's where he <laughs> Robbie there he is. He's right, right there right now. <laughs> there he is. We found him. You know, so, like, it's a real inception way to end this episode. <laughs> uh, well, thank you again, Dyke. Yeah. Um, and yeah, everybody. We might have to come see these meat cakes. We'll come Please see these do. meat cakes. And uh, you can follow that at Harder Brunch on social media. Yeah, please do. It's an amazing podcast. It's a good one. And do you want to plug any other uh, social media? Handles? Just at Dyke Michaels at Dyke on Michaels. all platforms. Okay. And then real quick, I'm just going to plug my shows. Uh, February 13th, I'm going to be at White Rabbit uh, opening up for Lucas Waterfield, which we were just talking about. Amazing headliner here in Indianapolis, and he's going to be recording. And then February 14th at the Bottle Works Hotel, it's going to be a Galentine's Day event. So if you are a single gal wanting, I think you get two free cocktails with it at the Bottle Works Hotel, uh, and I'll be headlining that. So that's it. All right. Thanks, Heidi. And then H for Heidi on everything. That's it. That's all I got. (laughs) I have nothing coming up. Sorry, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Bye.